Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reviews and reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Or really any kind of romance novels, but we like the paranormal yeah. kind. And today with us, we are very, very super stoked, super excited to have Taryn Davenport with us, who is going to talk with us about her book, The Great Balance, which we've just read and going to review with you. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, ladies. I'm super excited to be here. I can't tell you how much. <laughs> Yay. This is wonderful. So uh, we've spent a while since we've done an interview, and we're just really happy to have you on our show to talk about this book. Um, we're going to start out right now with just a quickie, and we're going to go with what is the sexiest car to you? Like ever? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe for you. What do you think right now, at this point in your t- in time, you're like, right now I love this car the most? Or- <laughs> you, you know, for the longest time, I was absolutely obsessed with the Aston Martin Vanquish. Mm. I just thought it was like the sexiest thing, 007, Holly Berry, just, uh, everything <laughs> yeah. about it. It was just in everything. Um, but right now, actually, I, I'm crushing like big cars. So uh, the Range Rover Velar is pretty, pretty hot. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, I'm crushing on that right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I was just like, everybody's going to go sports, and I'm going to go, like, Toyota Tundra. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was thinking Range Rover. Oh, my I just God, that's so funny. They're really hot. <laughs> We're all for the big, hunky trucks. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Yes. Nobody wants 40 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We can't even do that here. We get no. snow. We get all the, yeah, exactly. the weather. <laughs> With all the potholes and oh, all yeah. the roads, no. <laughs> you need something yes. more rugged. Just mad chloride exactly. ruins everything. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so fun. Okay. What was it? What was yours? Like a Range Rover or something. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice, yeah. Nice. It was either that or the fire truck. Like a fire truck. Because you know there's like a whole a- bunch of like hotties inside of a fire truck. <laughs> So. <laughs> for Halloween, they do this where you can go and like visit all the police stations and fire stations. Yeah. And they, oh man, a couple of these firefighters were standing outside of the fire truck and we pull up, you know, COVID, so we're not allowed to get out. And they were both really cute. And the guy goes, do you want to get out and see the truck? And I'm like, you are. Yes. Do, do you I? Want <laughs> I do. Um, I one want to come out and join the world again, and two with you. Yes, yes, please. Wow, that's yeah, that was really cool. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So and my kids didn't even realize why I enjoyed it so much. They well, just enjoyed the fire truck. Yeah, they just think because it's a big truck, it makes a lot of noise. I know my boys are the same way too. I'm like, that's not why mom's looking at the truck. But you know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So we'll give you we'll give you um, a point at the end of the interview to or this episode. It's not really an interview. It's just us having fun with your book to talk about the work that you're going to be doing in the future. But for now, how about you introduce yourself and talk about yourself and you know your writing a little bit and let us know who you are. Sure. So um, again, my name is Turin Davenport. And I started writing back in 2015. Well, actually, excuse me, 2014, actually. It was the year my son was born. And The Great Balance, actually, it's not the first book I've tried to write. Like, I tried to write long before that. And I think writing was always kind of in my future. But right after my son was born, I kept having this dream, like this reoccurring dream that just would not go away. 
And I was like, I feel like this is a sign. Like, I need to get this down. It's, it's going to bog my mind down. And I would have it every night, the same thing over and over again. Wow. And I was like, this is a sign. This is definitely a sign. So I just started writing, and I wrote the whole first draft, which was well over 100,000 words, in about 10 days. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was, it was just, it wouldn't go away, and there was nothing else I could do. That's amazing. I literally couldn't think about anything else. And um, I was actually in the middle of a master's class when I wrote it, and I was really unsure of myself. Like, everything was kind of weird. You know, you write something, and you're, the fear of being judged. Absolutely. <laughs> And I queried so many agents, and I, a lot of people kept saying, oh, adult fantasy is not really a thing. And I, exactly, that's the same thing as I <laughs> Listeners can't see any of our faces, but we all gave the, <laughs> the what the fuck face. <laughs> Are you kidding? Exactly. And, and it's, been, it's been a really crazy journey because I ended up publishing it, you know, like, just to see if people would like the story, and it wasn't perfect. Like, it's come a long way since the first draft, but um, I remember meeting somebody on Twitter and just trying to do, like, author exchange reads, and that was just, ugh, it was, it was really tough because some people, they were so well-established, and they were like, we don't want anything to do with an indie, like, oh, no. <laughs> so, um, but ironically enough, I ended up meeting a gentleman who is an avid reader, and he wasn't really for romance, go figure it was a guy, not in my target audience, but he, he was like, icky romance, and I was like, I said something really witty to him, <laughs> because he had a raptor freaking, uh, <laughs> freaking, you know, icon, and I was like, don't make me get Chris Pratt in here to whoop that ass, like, <laughs> nice, and he liked it, so he was like, what's the name of your book, I'll read it, and I didn't think he was serious, but when he read it, he was like, oh my gosh, like, I've read George R. R. Martin, I've read, you know, like, a lot of different authors, and this is really good, like, this is actually really good, he was older, like, completely out of my target audience. And ever since then, we've been, like, best friends. And nice. he everything that I do. And um, it, it's been, like I said, it's been quite a journey because at 30, I found out I had cancer. And, of course, I was, like, boo-hoo for a couple of weeks. But after that, I said, you know what? Fuck this. I am not going to let this. This is a wake-up call for me. Stop letting fear get in, get in the way of you accomplishing your dreams. So, ironically enough, that same year... I met Henry Cavill four times. Wow. <laughs> four times. And I gave him a copy of the book. And he was like, I will totally read this. This is right before he started filming The Witcher. And he was just so cool. And it was just, it was like everything that I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm strangling Kalina right now. <laughs> oh my God. I met Jason Momoa too. Oh, shut up. Stop. Just, we need to stop uh, right now. <laughs> Give me all their phone numbers. <laughs> it was it was literally surreal, but I just stopped letting fear get in the way of, you know, me me chasing and, and literally like I mean it literally it took off and I'm now in my my one year anniversary cancer free. Like cancer free, because you know you're in remission for three years. So it's been four years since my diagnosis almost, and, like, I feel better than ever, and, um, you know, I'm on the, I just published the third book last month mm -hmm. yeah. in the series, and it's going to be a total of seven books, ladies, so just, you know, buckle up. <laughs> Seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm also working on a few other, like, novellas and stuff like that and just, 
it's been such a fun, 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 fun journey. And I can't wait to see. I still haven't been picked up by a publisher, but editorial reviews, everything, everybody's been saying how much they really love it. So I'm like embracing that and just running with it. So yeah. <laughs> it's Absolutely. so cool to be sitting here doing this interview now. And I hope one day I can reflect on this and be like, they were the first ones who gave me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, and and that goes the same for you. You yeah. know, we we have that same uh, respect for our authors and stuff too, because we read your work and your story yeah. is so inspiring. And this is everything that you've said is everything that we actually stand mm-hmm. for in this podcast. Where you know we want to take away all of the stigma and the taboos and all of the bad about romance, romance novels, fantasy, fantasies, you know, because yeah. it it just comes with all of that, and it's. Something that we, as just people, enjoy and other people should feel like that they can freely enjoy and talk about it in the open as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and we are also here to support other women. And thank you so much for sharing your story about having cancer and now in remission. I, sorry, I had to like take a couple of breaths, but you know, like I'm giving you the furthest away hug possible is that I can. <laughs> but it's so, you're, you're inspiring and that's it's a beautiful story and I'm so happy for you yeah. that you've gotten to where you are now yeah thank you that means a lot ladies seriously well and you know as an indie podcast we aren't on any of the big networks or like indie authors that you just got to support each other and like this is how the work gets done is sharing our stories yep. and sharing our work together and we you know lift each other up it's so fun it's yeah. so fun to do absolutely so. <laughs> and some of the best stories and best podcasts and like best music a lot of it is independent like it's not mainstream and watered down or anything like that it's it's nice to just get a raw feel for certain things and I've listened to quite a few of you guys podcasts you guys just have cracking <laughs> I absolutely very much enjoy you guys <laughs> thank you thank you that makes us feel that, that, yeah. I, that just like it just spikes me up a lot it just it's very it's still unreal that people do listen. <laughs> like, we started it, you know, so many years, like, a couple years ago, just in, in, in my apartment, and we just put it out there, and we're like, ah, if no one ever hears this, at least we have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But now. You Awesome. Oh, I can't get over that shipment. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, so before we even finish the book, we were talking about it. And Salette tells me, you know, lately, I've just been putting Henry Cavill in place for all of the main characters in our books. Like all of our men are, are Henry Cavill. She's like, that's who I'm picturing for Eric. And I'm like, okay. Fuck everyone else. You know, <laughs> she's just like, this is who everyone is. And I was like, that's fun. And then we get to the end of the book and you have that section where you kind of like... You reference your character, right? And it's Henry Cavill. And she's like, I know it. I got... Let me tell you, Trin. I got four out of the ones that you had listed. And I was so proud of myself. So I had Eric and Bree, because it was you, obviously. Khalil and Fiore. Fiore? Fiore. Fiore. Yeah, all to a T. I had them. I had Michael B. Jo- oh, wow. Michael B. Um, Jordan. Jordan as um, Justin instead of Chris oh. Pratt. 
but that's okay. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take either. I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because a lot of people will say, well, what did Fury even have anything to do with it? Because, you know, he, he's not talked about so much in the book. But I assure you, everything is done on purpose. I have a strong suspicion <laughs> that he's very important in the future books. Like, I have not missed that. The, the, the foreshadowing is there. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to call Aaron. Hello, this is Fiori. What? <laughs> what is happening here? Exactly. So yes. we should do just a quick kind of give our audience, um, hopefully everyone's read it, of course, but for anyone who has just had a quick summary of the book, it's, uh, we meet, is it Braylon? Brie Ellen. Brie Ellen. Oh, okay. you were right. Yeah, I was right. You were totally you right. Were I was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people pronounce it differently because I thought about, like, adding, like, a, um, a, what do you call it, where they, where they tell you, like, the, the pronunciation. The phonetics. I thought about adding that to the beginning, but I was like, no, nah, people just... You know, figure it out because Brie is short. I mean, everybody can pronounce that. Yeah. But I was like, I love how the name sounds. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm in love with this thing. Briellen is just mm-hmm. so, it sounds elegant, mm-hmm. but different. Yeah. It it's, is. It it's is. A beautiful name. It's really pretty. Yeah. Now I, I liked all the names in the book. Yeah. Oh, thank okay. you. <laughs> well, you know, as people who have unusual names. <laughs> I always like reading unusual names. That's all three of us. Yes. We're in the unusual name category. Except for Eric. He's kind of a, you know, plain Dane. No. But you find out later that that's not his. That's not his name. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, So we meet... Briellen, she's an up and coming designer. Her, her fashion house is taking off, but she needs more capital. So she's in, looking for an investor. This really super smoking hot man comes along <laughs> with an a, a offer she can't refuse. His name's Eric and, you know, invests in her company and also sweeps her off her feet to go on a whirlwind adventure looking for some something he hasn't quite explained to her yet. <laughs> she she finds out as she goes along. Um, it turns out there is this supernatural world of I forgot the name Empyrean. Empyrean, right? Empyrean, yes. um, which are like angels. I think yes, yes, yes angel like angels, God, God. You know, depending on what mythology religion you kind of yeah, vibe with. yes, exactly. yes. yes. So there's this basically there's this kind of battle happening between good and evil and mm-hmm. Bree is essential to helping the good side you know track down these stones and hopefully stop Barbanon who is yes. who is the evil one trying to do something we're not quite sure yet it has to do with taking over I think the world exactly so along the way uh, Eric and, and Brie form a very strong relationship that kind of turns into a romance. We've mm. got family, we've got friends, we've got action, adventure, <laughs> lots of stuff happening. So that's kind of a quick summary of the book. Yeah. 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 There we go. Clits notes in a yeah, really in short a quickie, form. Yeah. <laughs> short form clits notes. Really short Without giving anything away. No, right. Yeah. I mean, yes. our our podcast is pretty much a spoiler, so we, we always hope people have ordered the book. And we're, okay. we always so say, if you haven't read it, stop now. Yeah. Exactly. 
Or if you don't want to read it yet, listen to us and then go read it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. Very true. But there's definitely, things will come up that'll be spoilers, but we just have to talk Absolutely. about it. We have a lot of things to talk yeah. about. So. so there are seven books and you can tell us, or you don't, obviously, you could do whatever you want, but are all of the books about Bree and Eric or do the other characters get their own books as well? So, okay, so this is where I'm going to do something, or I'm doing something a little different, I guess, than other authors do. I've, I've heard some people do it, but I have yet to, to read something that intrigues me the same way. So the seven books kind of follow Bree and Eric, uh, for the most part, with exception of the last book, which kind of takes it way back in time. But what I plan on doing is writing short stories about some of the other characters that aren't necessarily, that you don't necessarily know so much about. So Khalil, for example, you're actually going to find out a lot about him as the story goes on. So I'm not going to write an individual book for him, but say, for example, Justin. We don't really hear a whole lot, like a whole, whole lot about Justin and how him and Eric kind of come together. So I wanted to do a side book on him, Danny, Camille, and Jira is going to be explained later, as well as like her friend and everything like that. So there's a few other characters that are introduced later that I'm not going to say their names yet, um, that I would also do a side book for, but they, they could be read as standalone if people wanted to read them as standalone, but they kind of fall into the big picture. And that's outside of the seven. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I hope that answers your question. Yes. No, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> so we'll get both. Yes. <laughs> we'll, yes. you know, continue on with this Eric and yes. Bree story, but then have extra little bits to help us yes. flesh out other stories. Yeah. Which right. is great. Because yes. I, I love the dynamic between Bree and Eric. It's, let me just tell you. Okay. <laughs> I love your face. <laughs> so this is, uh, we do a lot of audiobooks because I'm a mm-hmm. very, very incredibly slow reader. But okay. I, obviously I got the book done and everything. So for me, it was a little bit agonizing, not in a bad way. It was like blue balls for me. <laughs> for the sexual tension between Eric and Bree through ho- the whole thing. And then, like, literally, the very last part of the book, so they finally get to smash. And yeah, I'm like, like, that's <laughs> it! I don't have any more! Now I, now I have to read the second, which is yeah, great! But, but it was like a hook. You fucking hooked us? <laughs> it, that, it was brilliant! That was brilliant. I was convinced... Thank you. Around like seventy percent, and I was like, "Oh, we're, not, we're, we're just not gonna, not gonna get sex in this okay. book." I mean, it's okay; it happens. It happens. <laughs> but I was like, "I guess I gotta have to wait till like book two or three for sex. It's gonna happen." And that's happened to us before. Yeah, sure, sure, like, <laughs> sure. The tension is good. The the, the makeout scenes are fantastic. Oh, we'll take them. The but then all of a sudden, that very end, I was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and then it ended, and I was like, oh. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> What an ending to end on that scene. Yes. We, we got it. And then end Look scene. Over. End scene. Close the curtains. Read the second one. Read the second one. <laughs> and we're like, oh, Trin. Oh, no. That was good. That was so good. That was good. They And we, lo- we love the makeout scenes. We love dry humping scenes. All of like the middle school, high school stuff you get to go through, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. And just because you're an adult doesn't mean that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, absolutely. Totally happens. And just because you're married doesn't mean that doesn't happen. I'm going to go home and dry hunt my husband. That's what I will do. So, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I objectify Dan all the time on this podcast. So, 
He's okay. I, I know. <laughs> now I do remember. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, when, when it comes to this sex, like, I wanted it to be, like, the ultimate climax, literally and figuratively, for everybody. And, of course, as you guys know, Brianna's sense of humor, like, her downplaying herself and whether or not Eric actually is into her. And she's like, oh, Lady Blue Bald again. So I love the fact that she's intention you nailed it yes you nailed it thank you (laughs) (laughs) it was perfect and don't worry the sex scenes actually get i don't know if better is really the word but i guess you know there's sex scenes in every there's going to be a sex scene in every book and in the third book it's like really like i won't say off the deep end but like imagining if it's like you know different theologies that are involved here is it like spiritual is it really like because this one took so, place in the mind in the mind yeah that's right and as you guys know Bree and eric haven't like physically had intercourse yeah. and and of course he says like you know once you have me like there's no turning back like there's no there's no yes. humans after this type thing and in the second book it gets like intricate you find out a lot more about how they really do bond in, in this sexual way and then in the third book I mean like I said it's just kind of really <laughs> <laughs> but yes it's like um, when it comes to Empyrean they really it's the spiritual part is different because Eric can't normally have that with any other human right. so Brie is unique in that regard mm-hmm. that they can kind of do that thing and other Empyreans once you make that claim it's like other Empyreans aren't allowed to do that with said person so you'll realize like you know more as the story goes on why that is the way it is so i'm not going to give away anything to you guys just yet (laughs) but when you guys read the finish reading the second book you will definitely totally understand and maybe we can like reconvene (laughs) oh yeah i'm sure we'll have questions (laughs) this will this will give us an excuse to fly out to virginia (laughs) come on out But speaking of, so then, I mean, the relationship between Brie and Eric is just what you've explained. But then there's a relationship between her and Justin, which I I couldn't handle it because it was like, because I know ultimately, well, I don't know ultimately because I've only read the first (laughs) book. But in my heart, (laughs) I feel obviously it's going to be Eric. So Mm -hmm. I love Justin and I want him to find his happily ever after. Absolutely. And I love Brie, but the... It, it's so it was hard to read their relationship because it's like you're rooting for Justin, right? Because he's right. he's the good guy, but absolutely. Also, you've got Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing drops Henry Cavill. I mean, for goodness' sake, Man of Steel. I know <laughs> everything is steel. <laughs> right, right. Like, how do you feel about that? Just, I mean, I thought that one was it was a little. It's a heartrending. Because you do, you know, you know those kind of stories of pining love for so long, but it did feel like their moment. But in a way, it's not just that their moment passed, but that their moment was actively interrupted by outside forces. Like, obviously, what's going yeah. on with Barbanon, right? I keep mm-hmm. yes, Barbanon. Yeah. Yeah. Is, no, right. you know, and I mean, we don't have definitive proof on this yet, but I think Aaron is somehow involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
and like like she like there was she kept them apart and Mm -hmm. actually kind of actively kept Brie single for a reason um we only have kind of the barest sketch of what that reason is at the end of this book like something's happening there's some (laughs) plan that Barbadon's trying to enact so it it's kind of not fair like and in that way it's not fair festing because if yeah. these outside forces, if this supernatural world wasn't happening, maybe he and Brie were meant to be. They might have made it. They also might not have, because being together in, in college is no guarantee of long-term, you know, like, <laughs> they might have just had a, you know, nice relationship and then moved on as they grew. You don't know. But right. for him, he does, it's kind of, he got to, he missed out on that because of outside forces that he didn't, and Brie didn't have any control over, or even know about at the time. So that is a little right. sad. Yeah. It's a little heartbreaking. <laughs> it is. But what I think my favorite part of Justin was when he finally came to the realization that overall he just wants Bree to be happy because he loves her so much and he already sees the relationship between Eric and, mm-hmm. and herself. And so he has that speech towards the end where he's like, I don't want to, but I have to because I love you. So he's just yeah. kind of like, go forth and walk on. My- <laughs> he's, even, he's even disappointed when he hears that the whole plan is for Eric to get home. Yeah. Because he's like, now he's going to, you're not going to be happy. Like, if, if you could be happy with Eric and he'd stay, that's fine. That'd be one thing. I'd see you exactly. happy. But now if he leaves you, you're not happy and you're not with me. Like, like, this is, like, not good. So, Justin is a good character. He, he has his heart in the right place. It's just hard to get, like, he has, you know, a path to walk to get there. He Absolutely. has to work through it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of internal and external conflict going on with, with him. And, you know, writing his character, it was like, because, you know, you, you get into the minds of these characters, you become these characters as you write them and as you read them and you're like you know with Justin I'm like I want to write I want to write you a happy ending like and I'm not going to give anything away but like it's I wanted him to be lovable and he I love it the way you guys explained it because to me exactly how I wanted him to be portrayed to the audience that's how you guys feel for him and that's exactly what I wanted for Justin because Justin like you said he's such a good guy and when he first comes into the picture I like the dynamic that him and Brie kind of have at first and then he like starts confessing his inner demons type thing because he's been absent this whole time and then now all of a sudden it's like you had all this time to tell yeah. me and <laughs> now you come out and <laughs> and um and even in the beginning you know Eric is like you two like a thing because you know Eric as obviously after reading the end of the book but Eric wasn't going to encroach on Justin's territory either and now we know all along that Eric did have a connection with Bree that he was kind of denying, of course. And then Bree has this connection to Eric. And even in the beginning, she says, I don't know why I'm so drawn to him in this way. And of course, she's fighting with the whole, okay, I want him, but he doesn't want me. But I have Justin and, you know, I've known Justin my whole life and he knows all these secrets about me and blah, blah, blah. But she's like, it's not even like a love triangle at this point. It's, it's like, I love you, Justin, but not in love with you type And she's been fighting the love that she has for Eric because, you know, she's naturally drawn to him and she can't figure out why. Mm -hmm. Well, and also because of the way things have unfolded in her life, romantic love hasn't really been an option. Like it's been withheld from her. So this is the first time feeling something really true romantic love probably. And it's it's unexpected. It's unusual. She doesn't really know. Like, is that what I'm feeling? At one point she questions like, is this love or is this lust? Like it's hard to figure those out especially when it's kind of new because you know it seems like she's very she's compartmentalized her life a lot when she kind of decided oh 
romance just isn't a thing for me. I'm going to focus on my work. And exactly. she puts that on the back burner and like, you have to nourish all parts of you. And so she, so that's a, it's a kind of a underdeveloped sense she has for love. So she's feeling it, but she's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And not to mention, she knows that she's not like other humans in a lot of respects. So here comes this man who's not really a man, who's so much more than a man. And they can lay on this supernatural level. And she's never been able to have that either. It's like, well, you know, normal love, and they talk about the fact that children is not is not really going to be a thing in this time. You know, like yeah. everybody's having a really hard time having kids. So she's like, well, well, why not? Like, I don't care. Like, this is great. We can connect on a whole new level. And he understands my plight. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Justin can't. And I mean, even when Justin inadvertently helps her uncover her ele- electric power, yeah, and it kind of scares him. He's like, oh, you know, like. I don't, I don't really know what to think or how to feel about this because you are literally affecting my feelings by touch. Yeah. I'm not accustomed to that. Whereas Eric is, you know, like, okay, this, this is what Imperians do. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It does, like that does, that scene does seem to be kind of a turning point for Justin and, and Brie because yeah. I think it puts into perspective for how different she truly is. So exactly. maybe like the Brie that he grew up with and he accepted that she saw some weird things. Yeah. But it didn't really seem to make her all that different. She still was seemed human and was breed. He didn't know all this other stuff. But mm-hmm. now that she's actively like electrocuting people and <laughs> and, <laughs> and glowing, she's like she's, yeah. she's a light bulb. She's I a mean, glow worm. <laughs> he's like, oh wait, you're not quite human. <laughs> So I think you can kind of see in his reaction to her after that, because he kind of gets standoffish for a while. Yeah. Like he's, he's questioning in himself, like, okay, is, you know, if she's not, if she's that different from me, could we be really meant to be? And no, it's more for, she's more for Eric because there's more similar now. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I can't remember. Does her lightning affect Eric? Has it ever, has that opportunity ever arose? No. no. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, she just, she can do the emotion thing with Eric, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think she yeah. electrocutes okay. and, him. And that was even before her electric power kind of came out because he confessed to her that every time she touched him, he felt better. And the irony comes later with that. So just keep that in the back of your mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. We do like to reference back to our our recorded episodes whenever we go into the second and third book because it's like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> That's what we talked about. <laughs> so I think we should talk more about Brie because she's the main character. And mm-hmm. she's so, like, like, you are able to nail so many different facets that I think are very relatable to most women. I, I mean, not all, but I think a lot of women would see, can you pull up um, some of the quotes we highlighted? Um, Some of the stuff, like at one point, so she's talking about how when she's stressed, her response is to take care of others Uh and to, you know, I deal with my own issues by helping others through theirs. And I think that that is, it's incredibly like something that most women do. I do it all the time. (laughs) I actually like, just was like me. (laughs) And and there's a a woman I've uh, read like some self-help stuff that the women's stress response isn't the fight or flight, but it's the tend and befriend. Um, response and so it's that where it's like things are really stressing and spiraling out of control so what can I do 
I can uh, cook dinner. I can clean the house. I can help you with, you know, your needs. I can, you know, externalize some of the stress in my life by helping others. And I think Absolutely. that that she does that throughout the book. And it's very, yeah. like, I haven't really seen that, or at least not enumerated in other characters. No, not, not so much. Cause it's usually, it's usually just that, like them working on just them. Yeah. And internalizing everything. Yeah. And it's always right. just, I, and, and ignoring it all. So her stress relief is, even though she can't figure it out and help herself, she can do that for others, which is such a beautiful message, I think, for the reader that can read into that. That that is something if you can't really control it in yourself, if you're going through something, then maybe by helping others, you can help yourself. You could find a different way that not that you bring it up or anything, but it's like mental health is a big thing. And especially with women, with yeah. other women, it's very important that we help each other. And so I think you portrayed that very well. And Brie really, like she's not only funny, <laughs> like, she's hilarious, yeah. but she's so loving and she's got such a genuine soul mm-hmm. that it just, it really reaches out through the pages when you read her, mm-hmm. I think. I do too. Yeah, absolutely. And she's, she's there for everyone in her family and her friend groups. She's... Yeah, she just wants it. Like, this guy comes along with this absolutely bonkers concept that they need to go on an adventure and, and treasure hunt. And she's like, if you need help, I'll help you. Sure. She just <laughs> wants to, she just wants to help. Whatever yeah. you need. That's fine. I'll, yeah. I don't need, you know. Sure. I'll just, I'll help out. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, she, she even talks about how vulnerability is her worst nightmare. So she's vulnerable yeah. throughout this whole thing. But here she is, like, kicking ass and doing all of these, like, learning all these different things. And Eric is just on the brim of telling her what she's actually supposed to be doing and, like, right. what the, the whole thing is. And she's hold, she's trying to hold on to that because she's like, he needs my help. And I need to help my sister. Her dad just died. I need to help Justin because he's crazy. And I need to help, like, you know, because everybody's going through all these things. And so she's so willing to do that. But she's still so vulnerable inside. And she's, Absolutely. it's very personal. Like, it, you personify her so well that it emits through the reader. Yeah. yeah. I definitely put a lot of my, I guess, actual soul into Brie. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of things that I was going through at the time as I, you know, as I was writing this character. And I was like, you know, I know I'm not the only one who goes through things like this. Surely I'm not. And surely other women could be, you know, could take some of these things that I have gone through and turn it into like this fantasy novel where it feels like you're kind of getting away, but you still see traces of yourself. You know, not just me, but other women, because I, you know, I take I take my inspiration from everybody I know. And it's funny you bring up mental health because mental health, especially after COVID, a lot of people were by themselves, and you know, like they didn't have that face to face interaction. We as humans, we are social creatures. Yeah. So I think you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because there is going to be a part. There's book four, and this is all I will say about book four. But <laughs> book four really touches a lot on mental health and. The, the things that we go through because after I found that I had cancer, I was depressed. Yeah. And it took a lot, like it's this internal mental struggle that a lot of us have that can't necessarily be magically fixed by a pill. And not all of us want to take a pill either. Sure. And we as women, we are emotional creatures. So it's hard to just say, okay, yeah, I'll I'll be all right. When in reality, in our heads, we're like, are we really going to be all right? No, you're going to be fine. Like we're having this whole conversation with us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but nobody talks about it it's so taboo to talk about so I thought you know I want to create this heroine that is not necessarily like she is a badass don't get me wrong but I wanted her to be real to an extent too Mm -hmm. like to 
taking care of family, taking care of Perone. And yes, I mean, yes, Eric comes, I'll help you. Yes, it, it helped that he was very attractive and willing to provide her lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> but there was obviously an underlying point to why she did it. Mm-hmm. And then with her father dying and the internal conflict that she even had with that and the demons that she kind of had to acknowledge with that because of the relationship we had, she had with her dad. And her kind of thinking to herself, well, the reason why all of my other relationships suck is because my dad and I's relationship really isn't all that great. And it's just, like, even when I reread the book, and I swear I'm not saying this to toot my own horn or anything like that, but even when I reread it, I, I sit back and I think to myself, like, damn, this is really good. Like, <laughs> this is so relatable. <laughs> So I'm so, it it really tickles me pink that, literally as I'm wearing pink, (laughs) that you two saw that in the book and in the character. And it just completely, like, I'm super excited that the fact that you said that you haven't really read that in too many other books. Mm -mm. No, no. And and it's it's really good. Like, we love it when it gets personal like that. Because you want to be able to relate to the book. And put yourself in those characters, no matter what character you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think the way that you wrote it was very easy to pick up on. Or at least, I don't know, we've also been doing this for 88 episodes, so maybe we've trained ourselves. (laughs) I don't know. But, to see all the little things. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I don't know. I just, I appreciated it. Absolutely, because it makes the character real. Sometimes in some paranormal books, the characters aren't real. I mean, obviously there aren't <laughs> yeah. werewolves and vampires and crap, but what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but even, a, well, like a character can be something supernatural if they're written well enough that they have those human foibles and those recognizable flaws and, and recognizable strengths, right. then it does help the reader really understand the character and feel, you know, connected to them. And not everyone can do that. <laughs> you come across some that aren't, but you know, those are the good ones. Those are the ones that like bring you back to books over and over again and, and stories over and over again because that's really what even you know even though we read ones that are not realistic you know we've got angels and magic and and you know all of this happening but it's still telling a human story at the end like even underneath all of the magic there's then that's why we read the romance exactly at the end of the day it's just a relationship and whether you have one true love in your life or just strong friendship bonds or family bonds whatever every one of us all humans have relationships like you said we're social creatures and that relationship feeds us and so we read these books to get those stories because that's at the end of the day what makes us human (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) and for me i read these books to get different perspective i've been married for 18 years so not that i don't love my husband but i do love to escape into a different type of relationship and this is how i cheat on my husband is through through these books you know and i quote unquote it that for those of you listening (laughs) i don't i use air quotes for cheat and he knows that and he's very supportive of all of this too when you write a different type of relationship one like Bree and and Eric is like as my kind of reader puts a different perspective on it so super important aspects of relationships <laughs> I want to talk about their first dinner date okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so let's do it <laughs> after after they first met he uh, she gets approached he offers her this this deal this I'm gonna say also quote unquote vacation it's not vacation um <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's to help out her business ultimately, and well, not ultimately, but anyway, it's to save the world ultimately. Mm-hmm. He ultimately, just doesn't tell her that. Yes, <laughs> she doesn't know this yet. They go and they have a business discussion over dinner, and he takes her to a really nice place, and she looks fucking hot, and of course he is. But then he orders dinner for her. So <laughs> here's, where, here's where my feminist comes out. <laughs> so. How do you ladies feel about, no one's ever ordered for me before. I've never been in, I I wouldn't, I don't know if that's chivalry. I have no idea what that is. No one's ever ordered me food before unless I'm like, go to McDonald's and get me food. But, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, he knows what I like. But he's like, no, let me get this for you because he knows what's good. So he's going to order the best food. I get that. But without Uh knowing, uh if he had to take Kalina and I out on a date, which... We are available in Mary Eric, Cavill. Eric is available. If Eric is <laughs> yeah, interested, available. Um, right. You can. We'll go. We'll have dinner with all three of us. It'll be beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Kalina doesn't like seafood, and I'm deathly allergic. So, so his first, his what he orders for her, of course, is the seafood dish, which sounds delicious, by the way. Well, for for me. <laughs> But yeah, we're both like, oh no, no, that would have been terrible. <laughs> he would have killed her, and I, I wouldn't have eaten anything. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it is an interesting idea because I think it does come up a lot, like in romances, like the gentleman orders for the lady, and it's just like, but what if he orders something I don't want to eat? <laughs> And I'm not finicky on purpose. I cannot just control really- my shellfish allergy. It's just something I have. I used to eat it all the time. It was it's very delicious. Like, mm-hmm. if I wasn't, then I'd be all over it. But I don't know. What is the thought process around it? I don't know. Is that supposed to be something like, hey, don't worry, I've got you? Or is it a power thing? Mm-hmm. Or is it a, a show-off thing? You know, like, what? why do they do it? So I think... I- on the man, personally, because I have had it happen to me once, which is why I included it in the book. Nice. Um, Actually, I've had it happen to me a couple of times, way before I met my husband. We'll we'll put that disclaimer out there. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really interesting because the one time it happened a lot like with Eric, where I was wildly distracted by what was going on, too distracted to like realize what I wanted to eat, and he was very familiar with the with the restaurant, so it was like, alright, well, can you know, that's why he like grabs politely grabs her wrist and he's like, Do you mind? Ah, you know? yes. He did ask. He like, did it wasn't ask. like he was just like, no, she will be having blah blah blah. It was like Oh, you know, do, do you mind? And he was really gentleman. It, I consider it to be chivalry depending on how they go about it. Whereas I've had it where it's, oh, the lady will have a salad. <laughs> this what? <laughs> <laughs> you don't make friends with salad. Nope. <laughs> right. And don't be wrong. I love a good salad. Sure. But damn. Like, sure. <laughs> am I sad? Like, I don't understand. Like, what the, did you not, I mean, can you not afford a steak? Like, maybe I wanted a steak. Right. Like, Yes. But I thought that 
like the way Eric went about it was gentlemanly in a, mm-hmm. in a big sense because she was all business. You know, yes. she was there. She was like, I'm going da 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 a thousand miles a minute talking about what I need these, this capital for. And, you know, the waiter comes back and she's like, oh, shit, I didn't even look at the menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way too distracted by this handsome face and the, the probability of a really great, you know, business relationship. And he's just like, and he took note of that, you know, like, I do like the idea of when, whether it be a man or a woman for that matter, kind of looks at a situation and under, and reads everything, not just part of it. And he understood by everything that was going on, like, hey, no, she's, she, her mind is one way right now. And she hasn't glanced at me, and that's okay. But I think, I think that I can read her on this one. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it could have been creepy too. <laughs> like, yeah, because <laughs> you know, like he brought her the coffee the next day, and it was exactly how she liked it. She was like, "Uh, stalker." <laughs> and it was it was complicated. It wasn't just like she drank black coffee. Right, like right. that's fine, you know. Like yeah, he was like, "Don't worry, it's normal." I called your assistant, which is totally totally normal. <laughs> And then, and then later he had like the perfect dress and shoes for her. The perfect size. Right. There are definite moments where you're like, I like it, I like this, but I also hold on. Yeah. <laughs> like it maybe it has something to Yeah. It has something to do with him being an Empyrean because I could tell you right now that Dan could not buy me a pair of shoes to save his fucking life. If I sent him out to go buy me some shoes, I would get flip-flops that are probably way too big for me. That's what I would get. You know, ironically enough, so after I met my first husband, my first husband, my husband, <laughs> after the first few months we were together, for my, my birthday happened to come up in the first few months we were together, mm-hmm. and he bought me two pairs of shoes, not just one, but two pairs of shoes. Nice. That were exactly to my liking. He didn't, he wasn't even that familiar with stuff that I liked. He just observed how I dressed. Nice. Dress. And I was really impressed by that, which, you know, you can see these little nuances in the book now. <laughs> you know, as, as we have this discussion. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I am with you as far as like, it's like, okay, a dress, the shoes. And I even liked how, um, <laughs> When he invites her back to the room and, uh, you know, he's like, I have to see this curse and where this curse is on your body. And oh. she's like, okay, like, what do you have for me now, La Perla? And, and he's like, you are spoiled. Like, yes. No, my shirt. <laughs> my shirt. Like, <laughs> what do I look like? I wasn't planning on this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But then again, she just loves fashion too. So that's what she um, does. <laughs> right. So it was fun, kind of playing on the idea of like some some of the chivalry, and then the other parts of it is just like him reading her really well. Yeah, as they let set. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. But, yeah. Now I'm just thinking about that scene. <laughs> the the beds. The yeah. The where yes, he looks at her bites. Yes. Yes. Sorry, now I'm distracted. Now you're. <laughs> now you no that longer was... have me. <laughs> oh, I loved that scene too because I because it was wasn't it silk boxer shorts and a t shirt. 
Yeah. That's what he it gave her, and there's nothing. <laughs> like, I don't necessarily like men wearing silk boxer shorts, but I like to wear men's silk boxer shorts. Yes, <laughs> yeah. You buy them for me, for me to wear. You don't need to wear them. You All you need is a towel. But I... <laughs> Oh man, and that was uh, that was their first. Was that? Well, no, it wasn't there. It was their first makeout scene. It wasn't their first yes. kiss because they'd like. No, it, it it was technically their first kiss. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think yeah. he'd only like kissed yeah. her cheek before. Oh, okay. Just to, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like first, like actual like kiss to kiss, like hey, this is me showing you that I'm genuinely interested in you. Because up until that point, she was like, oh, he's not interested in me. Right. Like, wait, no, maybe he might be. Wait, no, 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 yeah. he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> she was so uncertain. Even when she kind of like, I won't say threw herself at him because she didn't throw herself nope. necessarily. No. She was trying to be like classy, seductive type thing. Mm-hmm. And when he didn't bite the first few times necessarily, <laughs> I quoted that by the way for the people who are listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could tell that he was really holding back. And of course he talks about it later. Yes. But with her, she's like, oh my gosh, you're giving me so many mixed messages. And in, in that scene, oh. <laughs> It get you too. You're the one who wrote it. <laughs> and it gets me every time I read the book, and I'm like, oh man! And in the fucking knock, leave it. Don't it's leave the door. so I know, right? So good, so good. Don't answer it. I'm a big fan of blue balls, though. Just so you know. <laughs> discovered that on one of our fun fuck facts. <laughs> we looked it up. <laughs> Women you know, get approval. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, it was and then the whole conflict after that, it was like, you know, he was like, I'm sorry, I can't I can't do this. She's like, Well what do you mean? Like we were just in the middle of right. it. Like, come back. <laughs> like can, can I get this. the air for five seconds ago, please? <laughs> pretend to his phone. I mean, she doesn't know he knows, right. but he does know that she did that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's like, uh, you're, you're not exactly, you know, pleading your case right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did it to appease Justin, of course, and mm-hmm. Khalil, and of course this whole, like, little ronde roll, roller around, whatever that they have. It was interesting to see how that played out, because Oh, yeah, I, I knew the whole time. I wanted to see who she'd be loyal to. Somebody she just met. 
met or somebody she's known her whole life. And, and, you know, I thought that told a lot about not only her character, but how Khalil and Eric were as assessing this situation as it unfolded. Yeah. So I love that after they get to Texas, he just kind of like, here, Khalil, here, take her. Like, I don't, I can't do this right now because she's really tempting me and I don't want anything else to do with it right now. She, She, of course, she doesn't know that. No. But... This whole week of training and everything's going really well. And then Danny is like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna go out and dance?" Danny, like, <laughs> Danny da- those Dan—they're bad news. I'm telling you, <laughs> bad news. Stay away from them. <laughs> I actually love Dan. He's one of my favorite characters in this. Book. I'm so happy you said you were gonna do a short story for him. Yeah, me too. Because I really want more of of Danny. I mean, more Danny. I mean, nothing was a bigger twist really than when he all of a sudden became clairvoyant. <laughs> we're like, what? What? <laughs> He's got powers. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Yes, Danny. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, no, he takes her out dancing and then Eric shows up and it's just yep. like, you know, I think we just have to see each other some more. <laughs> I can't stay away. Nope. <laughs> I cannot. It's just too hard. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know if you guys saw the character reference for him, but Chris Evans is like his character reference. And yes, I, I mean, it Chris was. Evans, <laughs> he is literally like that. I feel like in person, like in all his interviews, he is he, Danny to like a C. He's a goofball. <laughs> yes, he is. So tell me, since you talked about his clairvoyance, how confusing was the chapter where it talks about all of them dying and then the next chapter it kind of resets it? I know a lot of people got really confused. They're like, did you mean to write this? I'm like, yes, it was done for Danny's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely like that. The the chapter was that way, and then the very next, when you start reading the next one, it started over. I, at first, I thought there was maybe an error in the ebook, <laughs> like that it had restarted. <laughs> did you look at your timing too? Yeah. I looked I at was how like, much I'd finished. Wait, and, did yeah, I just I was like is the chapter happening again. <laughs> six, like, so percent in, there's more book left. That's what I did. <laughs> I just, because occasionally, like, it'll happen sometimes in our audiobook, you know, yes. where it'll, like, the same sentence will be in there twice because they just, they missed it in editing or yeah. something. And so I oh. thought that. I just thought, I was like, oh, it's like, oh, maybe, okay, we just have to read the chapter again and we'll go through it. But then I was like, oh, wait, it's different. <laughs> so that was very, yeah, because. It was sneaky. It was sneaky. Because at first sneaky. I was like, oh, my God, everyone just died. <laughs> I think, and I think, I mean, obviously, if you're an avid reader, you know, obviously, you have to keep going on. So you, when you read on, you're like, oh, that's what it is. But it, I don't know. I feel like that's another good way to, to, to hook us in. Well, we're already hooked. Make sure you're paying attention. But yeah, make sure you're paying attention. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, it just, it turns on you. And then you're like, it's almost kind of like hearing like a balloon pop. And then you're back <laughs> in good. reality after, yeah. you know, like, oh, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> No, let's do our kiss and tell. Oh, okay, kiss and tell. Yeah. So, as you know, you've listened to a couple of our episodes. We do a kiss and tell where we pull some part of the book that we feel like we can relate to in real life, and we just tell our own personal stories. So, we'll give you the okay. t- the kiss and tell, and then you can you can start. And okay. it's going to be. I mean, we're talking about clothes and you know how people dress throughout this book. What do you think is the sexiest attire that a man can wear? Because you describe oh, Eric, Eric in lots of outfits. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so well. And he has so many good outfits. 
I use yes. real references for Henry Cavill. No, I do. Yes, I, I know. Like, That's what you were so good about that. That you were the one who started the Henry Cavill thing for me. Because I started reading this book, and then we had to do another recording for another book. And I'm like, fuck, it. Henry's going to be everywhere. It was you. <laughs> you started this because you did it so well, so well. Thank. You. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so now, hopefully, I'll be accountable for the next five million. Pages. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um the sexiest thing I feel like a man can wear. So the scene where they go to the French restaurant in Florida, there's a specific reason why when he when the crowd parts in the lounge or the lobby or whatever when she comes down in her dress and he's wearing the vest, the jacket <laughs> <laughs> and the flag. And I mean don't get me wrong, sometimes the three piece suit can be too much, but if it's done right, it fits the man just right, especially when you take the jacket off. You roll up the sleeve. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're <laughs> sitting over the table now, I don't know. Like, come on. <laughs> oh my god. I think we've found our soulmate. <laughs> the, we the, Kalina had that highlighted. That's that scene, yes, right? Yes, there's, there's something oh incredibly God. sexy about a man with rolled up sleeves. <laughs> and then the vest. <laughs> it's just too hot. I'm a sucker for a chiseled man in a vest. Yeah, yeah. With rolled up, veiny arms, strong, yes. veiny. Forearms. Forearms. Yes, yes. I'm, said yes. I'm sweating. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so to, to add to that story, okay, so when I actually met Henry the third time, this was on the island of Jersey, and the crazy part about it was I ran the Jarrell Challenge, and by the time we got to, like, the area where all the quote-unquote VIPs were, because these were all people who raised money, like, I raised money for the for the challenge, so what he normally does is he'll take pictures with the people who raised money, because it's his, it's kind of like his foundation type thing, like, he, he like, adopted it. Okay. So when I get there, he's gone, like, it's, it was already over and all these people were just kind of eating you know kind of lounging or whatever and I look at this lady or, or I asked some random person I was like did Henry come out already they were like yeah he's gone like he's on to his next thing and I was like you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I raised money for a charity like these were all things on my bucket list and I really wanted to give him a copy of the book because I took it out the first time <laughs> So I walked into this lady and I'm like, excuse me. And I was fully like in my in the back of my mind. I was like, she's going to tell me no. I was like, excuse me, do you think come back out? Because, uh, you know, I'm not from around here. Parking was a mess. Like, you kind of gave her a short and sweet type thing. And she looks at me and she goes, give me one second, okay? Oh. And I was like, yeah, she's going to freaking come back and be like, kick rocks. <laughs> Nobody cares. I was just entertaining you. <laughs> and freaking, you know, lo and behold, she comes back and she's like, hey, so we're about to kick everybody out in this room. But if anybody asks, tell them Stephanie said you could stand right here. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, what else was I going to say? So they kick everybody else out. I'm in there by myself. Henry's family walks in. I start chatting it up with his sister-in-law. They then walk out. And I, I shit you not, I swear he's like actually got super speed in person. And suddenly his manager, the short little lady, uh, English lady, she's like, oh, are you Ashley? And I was like, yes. And I look up and he's already on the other side of me. I really don't know how he got by. And he's like, so I heard you missed the flight. And I'm like, it's not exactly, <laughs> but. <Yes. laughs> My panties just currently took a flight, but 
sleeves rolled up, and I'm just like, of oh, course. torture. Why are you torturing me right now? How dare he you? Sat, he sat there and chatted it up with me for 10 minutes. Nice. And the lady was like, if you ask me, she was like, you definitely had like the, the cream of the crop today because nobody else got that. And at the end, after I handed him the book and I told him about like my journey with cancer and how he helped inspire the character and all that, his manager goes, oh, well, he has to go. You know, we have a schedule to keep up. It's like, of course. And I'm very respectful of celebrities and their space. Sure, yeah. So I didn't, like, go to reach out for him or anything. I handed him the book, and I started to walk away. This man walks over and wraps his arms around me. I think I fainted temporarily. Like, four, <laughs> four times because he's massive? I right. Just I like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> this isn't happening right now. I'm never going to take a shower <laughs> him like I do all the other celebrities but how tall is he he's 6'2 6'3 like 6'2 okay. and a half okay. so he's got like a nice hold on let me try and pull a picture for you guys <laughs> um, he's definitely and he's just as like big you know muscular or whatever mm-hmm. he's Geralt yeah. big yes, yes. yes. Uh, see now you got me sweating over <laughs> that's my favorite character of him it's Geralt yeah you love the witcher do you guys do. like the witcher I do like The Witcher, yeah. Have you read the book? No, because I... We have other books to read. (laughs) So many books. Also, there's a lot of books. Kalina could do it, because she reads like a speed demon. Mm. Uh, (laughs) It's... um, We we share the same Kindle, and it confuses... It gets confused between the two of us. Um, Oh. Oh, my God. He even has the Superman swirl. (laughs) I know, and he just gotten out the shower. Uh, like, I was like, oh, you oh, smell good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. And what was that event? So it's called the Durrell Challenge. It's a um, 13K run, mm-hmm. and people raise money for the zoo, the, the Durrell Zoo. Oh, okay. Awesome. And I love that he loves animals, and I was like, you know what? I want to raise money for a cause, and it was just on my bucket list. I was like, I don't care what I raise money for. I just want to raise money for something. And his post 
came across my screen and I was like, oh, I love animals too. Like, let me try and raise money for this. And then I wanted to run a, like a, not a marathon, but like do something where I got a medal at the end. Because sure. <laughs> I knew I wanted to be the fastest. So there was that, but <laughs> he talked about how people could actually run this race. And I was like, I hate running. Ah, but I'm me too. <laughs> attire for the, the men. I also just oh, yeah. really love a well-hung jean. I was going to say that's my favorite besides just a single towel or <laughs> a, or like a leaf. But yeah. like <laughs> I love the nice, the nicely fit, like not skinny jeans or not the big, huge leg jeans. No, just perfect. Just a perfect fitted jean mm-hmm. that's maybe a little tight around the ass yeah. and, you know, the hips when they walk. They have the walk and the the plain t-shirt. Like plain t-shirt or still, I would, uh, even in jeans, like a button up with the sleeves rolled up. rolled up. I'll take Mm. that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm full agreement with that lady. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot complain. And I honestly, like, I know some people get a little weird about the somewhat fitted t-shirts, but... I always buy almost a size just too small for my husband. <laughs> like, see how the arms, like the way it yes. the arm and it like accentuates the biceps? Yeah. And just take me over the counter right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how am I supposed to resist that? Please, please. <laughs> now I got two kids. What can I say? <laughs> me too. <laughs> The same way. <laughs> <laughs> I I bet that spikes up their um their not their machismo but like you know I guess their self confidence yeah self confidence their ego they're Absolutely. they're like after so many years my wife still thinks I'm hot you know exactly. which I think sure. is big 
Yes. We do. That's awesome. All right. Well, cool. So should we give her the floor? Yeah, I think that's, you know, without talking about the story bit, like every sentence. Every single part of the book. (laughs) For for hours. (laughs) I think we've done it, you know, we've covered it pretty well. And so uh, now is our, you know, fun fuck fact. And for that, this episode, we just like to turn the floor to you on any projects you're working on, future books. I saw something on your Instagram about something was going to start filming. Yes, yeah, so I'm totally working on a television series right now. <laughs> and unfortunately, it is not for The Great Balance, but I am trying to push that. I've been told that uh, they think that it's so unique that they don't know where it fits. Um. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> but the series is called Love Forward, and it is going to be on Amazon Prime. Ooh, okay. And it is about, and it is a romance drama, so Ooh. it focuses around a woman who is in this marriage, and her husband was not faithful to her at some point, and they're trying to work through their issues because they do have a child together, but in the midst of her kind of trying to figure out if she loves him more than hates him for what he did, Mm -hmm. in the midst of her trying to do that, she ends up meeting someone by chance, and she wasn't looking for love, she wasn't looking for any of that, but she happens to meet this other gentleman who is roughly based off of Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts this like crazy affair, but in the middle of this affair, amongst all of this, she realizes how much she still loves her husband. Oh. So I wanted to take a different take on like affairs, you know, that you see on TV. It's always like, oh, she's super mad, but like she's so calm, cool, and collected about this entire thing, but you're also going to get to see her internal struggle, which I think is something that they so rarely do on TV. It's always, oh, I'm so mad, you know, whatever. But you're actually watching her in the midst of all this stuff going on. It circles back to her talking through with a psychologist about all of this stuff that's kind of going on in her life. And then she's got this crew of friends who all have drama going on, each with them too, but they're trying to help her work through her drama. It's very like Sex in the City meets, let's see, what's a good affair movie that I could think of? I actually didn't watch the series The Affair. But it does have a Sex in the City flair with, you know, all those other uh-huh. little nuances in it. And I thought people would find it interesting. And there is going to be a really interesting twist on the last episode. And I would love to invite you guys for the three-episode premiere if you are interested. It's a special showing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be virtual, of course. So yes. I can watch it from the safety of their homes. But I'm going to actually air the first three episodes for a special audience before it comes out. Oh, my and God, yes. You guys attend <laughs> I'm so excited. That's so cool. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. And I know we, I think we talked about, I would love to do a giveaway. Yeah. So I do have, for I guess maybe a lucky listener, I have three books. 
Obviously, the first book, the second book, and the third book, they will be paperback copies. Mm-hmm. Want to, you know, give one of your lucky listeners a um, first edition awesome. of this. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's amazing. Okay. But yes, that's wonderful. We'll figure, we'll figure out that giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All awesome. right. Yes. Well, I think. I think that went well. very well. I think so too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Fun. Thank yeah. you. You ladies are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> we we try to have fun with this and make it fun. Oh, it should so, be. Yeah, yeah. It I don't was think a lot of fun. we wouldn't have gone eighty-eight episodes without. It. I mean, if it was grueling, why are we still doing? <laughs> But we love all these opportunities that we get to meet the authors and, you know, to read your work and all of that. So yeah. thank you so much for taking time out of your life. And like I said before, your story was inspiring in the beginning. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and we look forward to continuing the series. Yes. <laughs> We've got apparently seven more books. Yeah. Or I guess six more books. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, seven <laughs> books. You know, the other two are on Amazon. So yeah. right now, people want to pick up the series now. They have the opportunity to read the first three, which is satisfying all in itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after you guys finish the third one, whenever that happens, I would love <laughs> to come back and we actually discuss all the little breadcrumbs that I left. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. As well as the sex scene in the third book. Oh my god, it's mind blowing. It's it's already (laughs) happening. (laughs) We will get there. I just you have to give me time. It's me. It's all the I just, I wish I was a better reader and I'm just not that great at reading. But yeah. You get them done. Mm-hmm. You get them. Yeah. So do you have any, uh, like, uh, contact information as far as, like, your website or anything? I mean, we'll share all of that, but did you want to say any of that before we log off here? Uh, absolutely. So you guys can definitely check out my website. It's www.tadavenport.com. You can also visit the same website, www.pasclo.com. You can follow me on Instagram. My handle is at t.a.davenport. And I'm also on Twitter, though I'm not as active on Twitter. Um, and then I do have a Facebook page, too, pasclo.ta.davenport. That's at the end of facebook.com or whatever the backslash. So definitely follow me. I love talking to people. Like, I, I really enjoy hearing what readers think about the stuff and just... I mean, this was absolutely wonderful. This is like seriously a dream coach. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and I had so much fun. You both, you seriously, you guys are a joy. And Thanks. I can't wait for you guys to come to my premiere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm so there. I I feel so honored. Is that like, is it weird? I do. I'm mean, like, I'm going to go brag about it. Well, yes. We so. should. <laughs> Maybe if things stand as far as COVID goes, I might actually do like a legit premiere. You guys can fly to Virginia. Honey, I got to go to Virginia. You can't come. Henry Cavill's going to be there. And I can't have you there with me. Sorry. Hey, you never know. He might actually come to the premiere. Who knows? If he does, I'll... Oh, my God. Awesome. All right. Thank, Thank you, you for so having me much. on the show. This really was a joy, absolute yes, joy. Thank absolutely, you. and You're we'll stay in touch. And absolutely, you know, so. absolutely. Thank you. All right.
again for this. Awesome. This no, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's so amazing. That's so generous. All right. All right. Well, have a good day. And we'll, yeah. Hopefully, we'll talk to you later. You too. Happy Saturday. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Bye. 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 That was cool. That was super fun. It was a lot I of fun. Really I really like, like her. her. Oh, my God. That was so amazing. Yes. Um... So, All right, guys. that was our interview with Turin. How freaking fun was that? So much fun. Oh, my God. That was one of, I mean, like, I've loved all of our interviews with all the authors that we've had, but that one was pretty amazing. She was awesome. Yeah. So wow. Hopefully, you all have already read this book and are chomping at the bit to read the next two. And if not, hopefully this interview uh, encouraged you to go get it. Yes. It's, it's just kind of reiterate, make sure we get the whole title out there. It's The Great Balance mm-hmm. by T.A. Davenport, I think is the way it is on the cover. Yeah, but T.A. Yes, T.A. Davenport. Turin, yeah. Turin so, is her name. So definitely get that book, read it, and uh, I think it's time we have to we have to do our rating. Yeah, we'll do our rating, and we'll close out here, you guys. Well, we have to... Yes. What? What? <laughs> tell them what we're reading next. Oh, I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> Do you know? I do know because that <laughs> Yay! exists. So, sex and book, book and sex. What? Sex and book, I believe is how it goes. You got yours? Yes. All right. On three. Sex and then book. Sex and then book. Right, sex ready? and then story. Sex and then story. Yes, yes. Sex and then story. Okay. Ready? One, uh-huh. two, three. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Eight. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. Yes. Like we mentioned in the interview, you know, the sex is uh, just a little at the end. Yeah. But the tension throughout. The tension, the sexual tension that builds from like their very first meeting and the kind of emotional roller coaster you mm-hmm. go through with these characters between him pulling back because he's like, no, I'm just trying to get home. I'm not even human. Right. And, and then her pulling back because she's like, why was I trying to give it up to him so early? I don't mm-hmm. do that. That's not, that's not how I, you know, normally am me. on yeah. dates. And, and so the, the tension, the back and forth and then building to that final scene. <laughs> That just climaxes the oh. book. It's so perfect. It, it seals it. It splooges with the. Oh, it seals with the splooge. That's what it does. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so that and then yeah, I mean it's a it's a fun story. It's different. Uh, it is way different. We've hadn't had anything with this type of full a of action. Before. Yep, an adventure and characters. The characters are so great. Yes, really well developed. Yeah, I really, I really even like some of the side pieces, side stories, like mm-hmm. side characters. So yeah, just like exciting. you said earlier, you were excited when she said she was going to have Danny or Danny have his own. So I'm like, oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I, the book. We recommend I, I it. Agree. Read it. Read it. Go read it, guys. And Why then, are you even still here? Why are you still? <laughs> I mean, finish this episode and then go read it. Um, and then, like you guys heard Torin say in the end there about the giveaway, we'll have that information out probably before this episode gets out. Well, so maybe I let's just that. say it right now. We're gonna make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never run a giveaway before, so this will be fun. Mm-hmm. After listening to this episode, go on our Facebook or Instagram. What do you think? Or both? Um, either, what, either one. I'm sorry. I just stared at you blankly you because did, I'm I like, I don't know. <laughs> well, tell me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say. Go, how about either? 
Okay, on if, either if you go to either our Instagram or our Facebook page and you make a comment on this post, on the post that we put up on our social media about this episode that is being released. Yes, on release day, we <laughs> put up the post with the link and everything. So comment on that post, and we'll put all the people who made comments into a drawing. And uh, in, and we'll in want- a week, <laughs> I'll put more notes on the Facebook. <laughs> You guys, we've never done this part before. This is getting complicated. (laughs) Just make a comment, and we're going to draw comments, and then we'll contact you if you win. Yeah, we'll let you know within a week or two whenever we do the drawing, which we'll have an automated system do for us, and we'll enter your name for every social media platform of of ours, not yours, of ours that you visit. So if you go to our IG and our Facebook and our Twitter. Don't don't go to Twitter. You can go to Twitter. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll monitor it. (laughs) Kalina won't, but I will. Literally don't. <laughs> you can even go to our website, sturdybooks.com, and make a comment on there as well that I can track. So if you want to make a feedback on there. Look, there's lots. If she you, is just making this so hard. The more chances you enter, the more chances you are, you know, entries you enter, the more chances you can win. So, Well, to a point. If you just spam us. If you, oh, don't spam us. <laughs> Shit, do we have to redo that part? <laughs> like, don't, don't submit a thousand comments. Just <laughs> hi, 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 no. hi. It's one per platform, friend. <laughs> Sorry, I mean. Should we make them say a specific thing to know that they listen? I guess if they comment, we know they listen. I think they have to tag us and Turin. Okay. I think they have to. We'll put these rules up. You know what? Let's do that. Because I have just confused myself. <laughs> watch, our, watch our social media for the rules <laughs> on how to enter this giveaway that we just created. I'm so embarrassed. Anyway, we're moving uh, on now. It was great. But that will happen. <laughs> and somebody will get... A set of her books. The three. The first are, three. The first three that are already out. Yes. Okay. Now, we will move on and discuss <laughs> that the, we will be reading something different next episode. <laughs> and that's going to be A Shift in the Water by Patricia Eddy. We're really excited about this book. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a series for Patricia that is The Four Elements. So she just finished this year her fourth one. I think it's A Shift in Fire just came out. So she's gone through water, air, earth, and then fire. Okay. So yep. I'm excited. And we will see you next time for that. A Shift in the Water by Patricia Eddy. So join us. Thumbs up. Okay. In the meantime, <laughs> go to our social media, figure out what the fuck we're doing with this <laughs> giveaway. If, you, if, if you're really good at social media and you want to do this for us because you can tell we're a mess, reach out and tell us, hey guys, you're a mess. You guys um, <laughs> and we are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, possibly TikTok. Who knows what I'm doing? It may or may not be a thing. <laughs> But that is shh, dirty books on all those platforms. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And you can reach us on our website at shdirtybooks.com. And most places that you can find podcasts and the music you're hearing today is from Jim Talbot. Like it has been forever. All the times. Every time. So we really hope you guys enjoyed this. We had a ton of fun. Trin, we know you're listening. You are magnificent. Yes. Wonderful. Beautiful. Amazing. It was just, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Yes. And with that, this is Sayla. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.